friends, this is the Be Real Bay podcast, a place where your average Canadian wolf pack come together to talk about life stresses, messes, and successes. A safe space where being yourself is the ultimate goal. Each week we will bring you new episodes, sharing our experiences on a ton of different topics, in hopes we get a better understanding of ourselves, each other, and this crazy world we live in. We want to build a community where we can show up as ourselves, be real, and lay it all out there. By sharing our experiences, we hope to reach others who can relate so we can all help each other learn, grow, and heal. But please keep in mind, as a disclaimer, none of us here are professionals, no one is giving any advice, we are strictly speaking of our life experiences and for entertainment purposes only. Now with that being said, it's time, so grab your drink, grab your joint, and let's jump right in. Hey guys, Editing Brandy here. We just wanted to apologize for our connection on this episode. For some reason, the internet decided to be whack and we're really sorry. We are working on this still and we just want to thank you so much for being patient. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome everyone. Welcome back to the Be Real Babe podcast. I'm your host, Brandy, and here with me today is my beautiful co-host, Kayla. Hey girl. Hey. How you doing today? Ah, I'm peachy. I love connecting and getting our show on the road. Yes. Can you believe it? In a month, we were able to pop out of almost a month, 10 episodes for you guys. That is absolutely the most amazing thing from us. Not sure if we could do this back in October, November. And here we are. Episode 11, you guys. 11. Somebody was actually, Brandy, talking to me about that. Someone asked me yesterday how many... It was my my future brother-in-law. He uh, asked me, he's like, because I was showing him the demographics and everything, like the stuff that you showed me, the statistics, statistics, blah. And he was asking, like, how long this has been going on? And I was like, oh. And I thought about it. I was like, well, like, October, I think we started talking. And then we wanted to plan to launch for January. But then I think we launched February. March 1st. March, yeah. So it was like... He was just like amazed at like the how long we've been doing this. And like when you like think about it like that, I just it's been it's been a long like six months. It's been awesome. Yeah. It's been it's been yeah. a thrill. It has. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, work in the background before we went into this because we really wanted to make sure that we were bringing good content and that we were going to try and get everyone's experiences and as much community involvement as possible. So a lot of thought went into how we were going to produce this, how we were going to even do it like a step, like at all, even just how we're like, how, how do, how do we just go on a phone call, hit screen record? <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's just really amazing to watch the growth over the last month. And we really want to thank you guys. Uh, the last episode was really great. There was a lot of conversations sparking about birth control and the different methods and, myself I've learned a lot about that as well so I hope you guys were learning some as well and having conversations uh, with each other about that and the next episode and this episode that we're gonna jump into is something that we feel a lot and we hear a lot from friends um, and other moms is something that's not talked about but we do want to put a quick little trigger warning on this episode guys because we've always wanted to hold space for everyone and all people and this episode might be a little bit um a little bit hard to hear if you are struggling with infertility or if pregnancy is a hot topic for you right now we totally understand that myself has been there several different times in my life so I totally understand um today and this year I feel very comfortable talking about my story but if you are not we love you. We see you. And we understand if you can't listen to this episode, but we just wanted to put this in now. But if you are ready to hear some great things and all different perspectives of pregnancy, we're here for this episode. And um, yeah, we just wanted to say that to make sure that everyone is safe while listening to our show. A hundred percent. Like you nailed it right there. And like, 
<clears throat> I do know like some of these things you will have experience with and you'll be able to relate with people and whatnot. And we just don't want you guys to think that we don't um, acknowledge the other sides that come with pregnancy because we totally do. And I mean, uh, it is today more of just like what our experience has been on a lighter side, I guess I would like to say. And, you know, it's, I kind of like totally forgot what I was saying there. Just no, it's, we're, froze. We wanted to just make sure, no, we just wanted to make sure that we're saying things safe and you feel safe. So listen, if you want to listen, if not guys, we are going to have an episode very soon here that is going to be talking about miscarriages. So we'll make sure we put trigger warnings on that as well. But if you want to talk about your story with infertility and any sort of form that's special to you, me and Kayla can only speak about our experiences, but we know very much that it's a very important topic. So we are opening our platform, but both of us felt that it would be kind of ignorant if we were to talk about those experiences when we don't have the experience on those experiences. How many times can I say experience in a sentence? But um, so many, right? So many. So, but I guess what we just wanted to say is that we're here for you. We want to hold space. And if anybody out there wants to share their story, we are here for you. We will open up our platform for you to share that. Um, but for this episode specifically, we're going to talk about pregnancy. Now for myself, um, I've kind of shared that I've had in and out issues with my uterus. So it's always been told at a young age that I may not be able to conceive. So at a young age, I kind of had to wrap my head around that, you know, I might not be able to do this naturally. So I feel like I've had a lot of years to just understand that. That being said, it's not been easy. A lot of times in my life, Um, I have struggled equally. So I don't know if it's timing. I don't know if it's environment. I don't know if it's been pressures. I don't know if it's been my health. I can't say that that's exactly my story. So All I can say is that I've been up and down about it. And when people continually ask questions about it, it is a bit painful. Um, So we Mm -hmm. do want to hold spaces for that. And and again, we're open to talk about it. My experience, if I do go ahead and push really hard and I do keep coming up with struggles, I definitely will share that with you guys when I'm ready. But I will share about my miscarriage and the struggles I've had later in the next uh, couple episodes. Um, But we just wanted to let you guys know that we love you. We see you. We're going to hold space for you. Um, But we can't even comment on what that would feel like because we've not been thrown on a grand scale. So to flip that back around, for those that are pregnant right now, are looking to get pregnant, I think it's really important that we talk to those that have been through pregnancies so that they can share that. Because what I hear a lot from my mom friends is, fuck, I didn't know that. Or I wish I would have known that, or I wouldn't have felt so alone or things like that. So that's why I really wanted to open this conversation, even though I can't comment on what it's like to be pregnant. um, I really want to have that space and open that up for this platform today. So Miss Kayla, speaking of that, do you, Kay, do you have anything else that you want to add to add to our Um, part there? No, I totally froze and shit the bed. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, (laughs) Sometimes I get like, I get two in my brain and then I lose my whole, like where I'm going. Um, Brandy pretty much really covered it. We just want to make sure that everyone has a chance to speak about what their experiences are. And if your experiences aren't so great, we encourage you to reach out later. And that's kind of, yeah, you've touched everything. I kind of want to ask you more about, um, you know, because we usually have our episodes structured so that we're, one person's interviewing the other person. And I think the last one, birth control, we kind of went back and forth. I just want to ask you, before you start asking me, like kind of hear your experience with 
the pressure, like pressure to have kids and listening to what you were just saying about from a young age being told that it might not be possible. Like what I want to hear about the anxiety around that that would form, because immediately when I heard you say at a young age, I got anxiety in my chest because it was like, wow, that's heavy to tell a young adolescent girl like you're already in, in a way like it's 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 informative, but it's also like it's kind of terrifying. If I was told that I could not have kids at a young age, I would feel very mixed emotions. And that would be a very strange thing for me. So I'd kind of like to ask you about that. Of course. And that is really important. And I would like to note that um, the one thing that I has made this so much easier um, with my journey on this, and I guess for me, um, it's been my mom because she has always definitely wanted to be a grandmother because she loves kids, but she has not ever put pressure on me about it, um, not only because of the physical possibilities of not being able to, but just mentally, you know, she had them at, she had me when she was like 1920, and then equally so had them again in her 30s. And she's just very understanding in that it should be the right time for me. And she's never put pressure on. So that is one thing that when if I talk about pressures is never come actually directly from my mom who would like most people would think the pressure would come from so not at all she's been so supportive um, because she's know all my battles so when I, I talked about birth control I've had my issues from day one and it was like you know blood clots and things not working and like cramps to the point where I needed like shots and on my ass because I couldn't walk I couldn't talk and then that's what sprung my I don't even think I talked about this but that's what sprung my Tylenol 3 addiction and was just like so I just continually had pain like problems with my uterus and just continually being like well you don't have endometriosis but like with all these problems like just be aware like you might have issues so then I would just go off of it and then I would try different methods and I was 16 years old and not like doing the oh so oh I forgot what it was called but it was there is like a term that they talk the pull-out method I can't remember I think I shared it but there is a fancy word for it but you guys know better pull-out method and I never got pregnant which again I'm not saying that that could be for any other reason you know but then again going through so then like uh, the pressures of when I was married and it was just like not even before we even got married it was like when are you having kids when are you having mm -hmm. babies and then of course after marriage it was like continually and I was like I might not be able to and then it's like you don't always want to have that conversation with people when they ask you and so you just kind of like shrug it off but then it like stresses you out more and then the pressure and then it's a couple years into marriage well how, why haven't you had kids yet like oh you've been trying for a long time it's like holy shit it's super um, nosy it's and I understand where people are coming from that's the part that's the fucking wild trip is that you know people are asking you that because it is such a beautiful thing and it is so wonderful to be a parent and I understand that so much and it's been such a hard time but when you have so many people telling you that you should be pregnant when are you having a kid um you know and that's and that's another thing guys we're gonna have that platform if you've never wanted children we hear you too like women don't always have to be moms they can be aunts they can be whatever the fuck they want to be and we're glad that the conversation is changing to that now because just as myself being constantly told when I should I feel like that put more pressure now is that the reason maybe I didn't conceive I don't know I have no idea. I'm not going to put hypotheticals out there, um, but it has been hurtful when I was trying to feel like a failure than when I wasn't trying to be like, oh, maybe I, you know, I'm not maybe supposed to be a mom or like just, it just sparks real weird questions. And I don't want to put that on anyone else to talk to me in any way, shape or form. It's just, that's, that's just the reality of what you kind of go through. And now being 34, it's like, oh, well, you should start having them now if you're going to have them. And it's like, oh my God, shut you up. Know? 
And, and I know, and, and I love that because I know that me, so many people love me and Grant and I agree. I would love to see that, but that might not be, <clears throat> I'm not saying it's not, I'm not putting any limitations on anything. I just facts are facts for us. And that might not be a thing. And it might be, I'm not putting any labels yes. or labels Thank you. Or expectations. Or exactly. It, it'll be what it's meant to be. And with that for um, an amount of time, you know, so that's kind of the pressures is it's hard, but it's also, um, I understand where people are coming from and I know it's coming from a place of love. And so it's hard to be mad about it. It's just, you have to just kind of, for me, I had to put up boundaries of why they were saying that and find it from a place of love and not feel like a place of lacking. Cause that's not everyone's story. Yes. And that's okay. Because I just came to terms with, even though I might not, because I don't know if I've built out pregnancy and labor and all that stuff to be terrified of it because I'm actually terrified or if that's like a mental block that I'm putting, can't, you know what I'm saying? So with so many other people's opinions, it makes it really hard to understand that inside. So I've had to really like silence that everyone's opinions about that and really just focus on what's best for me and my spouse right now in our lives. Which is like what you should be doing. And like, I, and that's where I like, I appreciate what you're saying because, um, uh, I just want to say, like, I honestly, I used to ask people all the time before I had my own baby, when are you going to get pregnant? Yeah. And I think it was after I had, oops, I'm, bumped, I'm bumping things. I'm sorry, everybody. Once I had cash, I think I stopped asking people that because I was like, dude, it is a fucking intricate process that you really just don't know what people are going through or where they're at and that's when I was like okay because I, I did I learned so many freaking things that no one really tells you about you know or that you really grasp because like you can go to those classes you can do Lamaze you can do all that and still have no idea what the hell you're doing when it happens so it's like there we need to talk about that too and let's make it normal like it's not like a big deal if you don't know what's going on or there's things like we need to have these conversations. And I think there's like, again, with so many women that have different experiences. And then if their experiences aren't matching that of their friends, then they're like not feeling enabled to talk, empowered to talk about it. And it's like, well, no, we don't want that like at all. So I stopped asking people pregnancy questions or marriage questions. I just was like, hey, that's a heavy expectation to somebody or to put them on the spot like that. Like, you know how you felt. I got so much unsolicited advice and fucking opinions and things when I was pregnant. It's just like, why do people, I love, I love and understand that people want to think that they're coming from a good place, but I truly wish that some people would just kind of like think about the way they're asking things maybe, or the way that the tone, like there's a nonverbal cue to it, you know, where it's like, they don't really know that they're, that cue is happening but their body language and everything is just like throwing it all off. And you're like, Oh, that's okay. That's personal. Like, and, and like you said, weird. I understand where people are coming from. And it's always that, like, I understand that small talk, but I, you know, even, even I know moms that have had, had a child and go to have the second, it's like, or when are you having the second is I understand oh, yeah. where people are coming from, but it's also just kind of like, the way I kind of view it. And I'm not perfect. I still do those things. and not, I'm not meaning to, even though I've had my own, things because I just I mean it with love and it's not um ever coming from a bad place but then on the flip side I started thinking you know like being more in tuned and listening to what people are talking about more and like talking to them on those topics because 
you know, if people aren't talking about that, then maybe there's a reason. So I just try to, you know, relate on topics to them. And I'm not saying anybody, I'm not perfect. I'm not any of those things, but just for me, I'm just like, okay, well, if they're, you know, always talking about having kids and you know, that that's always part of their conversation they bring up to me, then of course I'm going to ask, but if they don't bring it up, then I'm not going to bring it up. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that we need to kind of maybe more normalize that or find a way to like get, you know, some more people on the thought process that like, not everybody wants to talk about it, you know, or that's okay too. Yeah. And that that's fine. Like everybody's going through their own thing and it's their own journey and they just need to have the time and space to process everything in their own way. And like, that's totally cool. Exactly. And that's why we're always like, Hey, we'll open space for anybody to talk about it, but we're not going to rush anybody to talk about their experiences. If we were to talk about this, you know, a year or two years ago, I don't think I'd be ready to share this stuff, but now I am because I've realized just even through this podcast, like just talking about my experiences empowers me to, you know, kind of not let, not let it go. I'm not saying that, but just kind of work through it out loud and then connecting me to other people. And if, and then hopefully someone else will be like, Oh, I know that feeling not, not hopefully I don't wish that on anyone, but it's facts. And then they can maybe feel a little relief that, you know, it's okay. If you know, your story, basically at the end of the day is your story is your story and your body is your body and you know it and your choice. None of us here can sit here and tell you what to do and what's best for you. And all we're saying for me, is just like, I had to realize what would most of the time what people are asking, generally people are good and they just mean it in a place of love. And even though it's frustrating, I've had to like really reframe my mind to be like, you know, they're not looking at like something that you're lacking, even though that's maybe what you're feeling at the time. They're just looking at something that they love in their life and they want to see you happy. So they just want that for you. Not always realizing that that might not be the happy thing, but it, you know, so it's just, just understanding that where people are generally coming from is a place of love for all of this. So that's, that was a big thing for me going through all the pressures to just being like, Hey, you know, and I think the conversation has changed a lot, you know, and, and people are aware now about this stuff. So they're not most likely asking me about those things. So it's a, it's a lot nicer. And if I bring it up, then great. If not, then it's, you know, it doesn't always have to be, like you said, like with marriage and all these questions, it doesn't have to be a topic, even though I understand that's such a traditional thing over years that it's going to take time for those to not be the general questions that people ask, you know, totally, totally. Instead of being like, how's your career going? You know, where that's where, obviously that's what I talk about a lot is fitness and my career and BC and the cats, you know, not saying don't talk to me about that. I'm not saying that at all, but you know, I'm glad the conversation is changing more. And those are more questions that we're having over all topics, all hot topics. So, but to ring in the round, <laughs> let's ask the very first question um, about pregnancy, because this is something that is really informative to me, because if it happens for me one day, I would really like to know some of these answers, if that's cool with you. Totally. Yes. Let's get okay, it. Let's so dig let's, in. Let's do the first question. So did you always know that you wanted to have one or more children? I think, yes. I know, I know that it's going to, like, for me, as I'm saying it, I'm kind of doubting my answer because I'm like, did you really? But from I from what I remem- remember from a, being, like, a young girl, I still had a lot of hope, like, in my mind, like, in my life. I had a lot of hope and aspirations for things. So despite all the challenges that I had early on, I really had hope that my life could 
be something like what it is now, which is quite amazing. Having a child, it's challenging. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like hoorah, like oh kids, like it's you know whatever changes your life and it's all amazing. It, it all all of that, but like other stuff too. So um, I think I yeah I always had dreams of. I really idolized my parents and my parents' relationship and my grandparents' relationship. My grandparents were married for like 50 years, which is a long ass time. And That's so it was like, man, when I think about it, it was like love, love, you know, like he, the way they communicated, the way they, they like looked at each other, like the, 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 the body language and the, the love, like it was so, that was so real to me that it was just like, there is hope in having that that exists in the world i i witness it all the time in this form from them like it's possible so i and growing up at the farm and cousins and everything it was like i think like, i want to be a mom i want to be a mom someday i want to do this like that was always a thing from a young age i i'm pretty well you know i had dolls and stuff and play pretend <laughs> and whatnot but like yeah i think it was always a thing and then i'm like it's a conspiracy side of me. Sorry to throw that word out there, but is that side of me just saying that because that's all girls were told that we should play with is dolls and makeup, you know? It kind of goes both ways for me where I'm like, was it like indoctrinated into me that I need, wanted to have children or did I actually want to have children? Like, I don't know, but I, 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 I ended up having one. So here we are. And you love it too. And I think the coolest thing about that with you too is that equally so you could have flipped to the side of like how things went down for your before pre-adoption you could have been like nope oh yeah and I think for you, you were just like you knew that that had nothing to do with you and that's just the person in the environment so you were more um to believe that you can well and obviously proven you you know you can be an amazing parent uh you were set up obviously and wonderfully by your current parents but you know, your story didn't start out that way, but you guys made damn sure that it started out great and you're going to continue on the greatness that was passed on to you. And I think that's the most beautiful thing of adoption. And that's, you know, the coolest thing to see that ripple effect. And now you want to be a good parent, therefore teaching cash, you know, what it is to be a good supportive parent. And I think that's a really cool way that that cycle that you could have possibly been in was broken through adoption. I do too, actually. It's actually quite magical. And I almost could cry thinking about it because it's so beautiful. <laughs> But uh, and we definitely want to have definitely would like and for you, maybe we will have an episode if you're ever ready to or anybody out there that does want to talk about their experiences with that, because that might be a possibility. Like we've always talked about for myself that I'm you know, we know it's not an easy option, but it's definitely um, a po very huge possibility for us. And uh, I would love to hear people's stories with that as well, because always listening to Kayla is just always like blows my mind, like, you know, how amazing her story is and the glow up from that. So it's just, it's also a very huge, amazing topic that, you know, that I would love to open up the platform to talk about too. I think so. I think that we will have to eventually go that route. Cause it's like, there's so many amazing things that I have to say about it that are just like game changing, game changing. I can't, you know, I can't stress enough how amazing it is that people adopt. It is an incredible and honorable and hard hard thing to do like to take on children that have come from places you know some kids are they don't have that uh, some not all of them have terrible terrible situations they just get like little things come up that they have to be put different places sometimes and um it's not always all bad but for most of us it i really think that 
you know, the majority of people that I know that are adopted, their their stories aren't so they're they're not so happy, you know. So it's a it's an incredible thing to put yourself out there and like want to have, you know, to want to go that route. Like it's a really incredible thing to do. I can't say that oh, enough. Sure. Yeah, and I would love to hear stories. I would definitely love to hear hear. Oh my gosh, hear stories about that. Um, not just for potential inspiration and knowledge for myself, but just for for anyone out there with that. Um, so going on to the next question. So Kayla, have you ever felt pressured to have kids? I know you said you always wanted them and you aspire to be your parents, which is amazing. I feel like I always had that too, because I always felt like, especially my mom was such a good mom. I was just like, yeah, I definitely want to be that one day. But then I also super felt pressured at adult life. Did you ever feel that? Um, for me, it's actually, that's funny. And it's, I was thinking about this over the course of while we've been getting this show ready, but really think like that a lot of pressure from my friends society. I still like, I know yes. Or when we were talking earlier, I know that I was like, is it a conspiracy for me to say like that? It's been indoctrined into us to like want to get the white picket fence and have a family. I feel like a lot of that is probably out there, but I kind of have always gone by the beat of my own drum. So I don't know. I don't answer yes to this. I think it was just always something that I felt was part of my journey in life was to have children. Absolutely. And I think that's, that's fair to say that um, there's probably some people that felt pressured. And like you said, where, you know, maybe didn't feel that way, but were pushed to because that's just what you did. Um, but there's also, you probably didn't feel pressure because that's just something deep down that you knew you always wanted to do. So it wasn't necessarily a pressure to have them. It was just like a, almost maybe a reassurance of what you already felt to be true. Yeah. And like it really, I didn't have a lot of people pressuring to have them. It was interesting though, when my ex and I got together after you know the first year or two of being there, then we started getting questions about it. Like, when are you guys going to have a baby? When are you going to get married? When are you doing this? When are you doing that? And it's like, holy shit, I didn't realize we were leaving our lives to please everybody else. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So yeah, you never felt pressured about whether to have them or not. You always knew, knew you were going to, but the time frame of when you had them, there was some pressure on when that needed to happen. And you're just like, what? Why can't it just happen organically? Why is it um, have to happen like immediately after you get uh, married, which is fair. Like that is true for a lot of people. And again, we understand where this comes from because people love it, but it's just like, there's, they could be the questions, but there should never feel the pressure of like, okay, now you've got married, have kids. Like there's, there, it's okay to be husband and wife for a bit too, if you mm -hmm. want to. Exactly. It's okay to have, be parents right away too. It's really, everything's it's really fine to you and your life. It's your life, yeah, your situation. This is one of the things where I can't stress enough how important it is for people to just kind of stay in their own lane about it. You know, everyone, is different everyone's experience is different just because you have doesn't mean it all the time you know what i mean push that positivity that you should be happy that you should this you should no fuck off you should be whatever you want with that with whatever you're doing it's okay all of it's fine yeah absolutely everyone's can't really say what's good for you and uh that's the point of everyone showing up and having their different stories is not necessarily to guide anybody to make any necessarily decisions. It's more or less understanding that there's so many unique stories out there that it's really 
a personal choice on all topics on what you do. But for myself, I find that if I have more ideas of what people have gone through, that I'm just more equipped to understand more situations going forward. And no matter what my choices are, whether I choose or agree with anything, at least I'm equipped to know more. I think we can all agree education necessarily doesn't mean like in school education could be in life experiences and I think having a roundabout knowledge of a lot of people's experiences just from my my experience growing up I just find that super useful Mm -hmm. and so that's you know how we're saying here like this is this is Kayla's experience this is mine this is our guest and we want to hear yours too because everyone's is special and unique and has a purpose and um, a uniqueness to it and I think I don't know where society got to where it's like kind of one side or the other because everyone is so different. So it's what's good for me isn't good for you isn't good for the next person. And we support and see all of it. And we want to hold space for everyone to be able to share that. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is like so funny, like I know I can kind of come across harsh, but like when you think about like try to think about it like this, um, you're not going to go to a trainer and expect to look like the trainer like some people do though you know like some people do think that oh I'm gonna go hire a trainer and I'm gonna end up looking exactly like my trainer but the reality of that is is that's not this your body is gonna be different from your trainer so you're not gonna go on the same meal plan your trainers on you're gonna go on a meal plan that's curated to your body an exercise regime that's curated to your body so that's why like it's so important to remember maybe not content to people or pregnant people, but just how you deliver it, you know, instead of coming across like a know-it-all or a, a not like, you know, like I'm on this before I know everything. I actually, this is something that I actually had to change too throughout my conversations throughout time. Cause before kids or before my son, sorry, I have one, <laughs> but um, I want more anyways, before cash, I had to, I never thought about the way I was saying things to pregnant people or anyone for that matter. And then once I had cash, I was like, yo, I've had so much unsolicited advice that I think it's important for me to start restructuring the way I'm saying things to people instead of coming at them. Like I know everything just heads up be real, you know, like, by the way, you can't wipe your ass after you push a baby out. Cause, uh, you know, you tear or you don't I don't know some like there maybe there are women that don't tear and they don't have to I don't know do we all have to use a peri bottle I don't know yeah well and that's the thing is like it's not like pregnancy and labor and all that is new it's 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 been around and so it's like let's take down the barriers of women feeling like they can't discuss about their unique things and that there's anything wrong with any of things and more focusing on like owning your own fucking story, being proud of it and sharing it because everyone's going to have, there's nothing wrong with you for having a different experience from someone else. Some people have perfect pregnancies. Mm-hmm. Some people have shitty ones. Some people have great labor. Someone has, that doesn't, that doesn't change who you are as a mother and, or what you did was right or wrong. And I, I know it's easy for me to say, cause I haven't been through it, but I think just knowing that you guys don't have to hold on to that guilt that something didn't go as perfect or was different than someone else's anything to be ashamed of if more anything it's just your story and that's empowering um, for you to be able to have gone through that and someone else may have go through something similar and will relate to this and I think that's just kind of like your point is don't be ashamed of any part of your story because it's yours and you did the best you could with what you had and I think you know 
you survived and you made a human that's fucking incredible and I think a lot of people have different experiences from ages of when they had them to their environment to all sorts of things so like for example Kayla how old were you when you when you got pregnant uh, I believe that I was 24 mid-20s yeah mid-20s which I mean are it'll if you want to continue on I can kind of tell you a little more, like how being 24 I thought at the time it was good but like maybe I I'm coming to a different conclusion now oh yeah so I see what you're saying so like at the time you at 24 you actually felt let's say that you were maybe more ready and you were in a good space but then now looking back um I think for you I think you said that you are more dealing with things now about let's say your mental health in the last couple years so do you feel that maybe you you wanted to, you wish you would, not that you would ever go back because everything's panning out now, but if you could, you're realizing now that maybe your mental health area was a little bit more affecting you at that age than you initially thought at that time. Is that kind of? Oh, hell yeah. So I yeah. Um, go out there and let the world know I was not ready at 24. I thought I had it together. I thought I was this woke grown ass bitch who didn't need anything from anybody, <laughs> blah, blah, fucking blah, enter in the queue. But that was bullshit. That was total bullshit. <laughs> it was a, such a fucking lie. And I need to be real and I need to be honest. Not ready. I have a five-year-old now who's in kindergarten and I'm still flabbergasted some of the things that are happening because I'm like, fuck. 30 this year and I'm like, I should have waited till 30 or later. <laughs> oh, he's a, he's a miracle and I love him. I love him hard day in and day out. But I wish that I would have had a little feeling and growth under my belt before I jumped because it did. It made having pregnant, it, 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 it was like the cat, the pregnancy was like the catalyst for my life. Like I think you, my, as our listeners have gone, get, gone on to get to know me a little more, they've, like pregnancy is where it changed. That's where I was like, anymore. I can't be a shit bird running around doing drugs, drinking like an asshole, not giving a fuck about what I'm doing. I like, I got to get my head out of my ass here and pull my small person that is relying on me. And the burden that I felt that when I had that mind shift set was like, wow, I got my boots to ass here and really get it figured out because he needs me. I, yeah. and I, for whatever reason in my brain, I had a partner, but in my brain, this was all on me. And I don't know if that's from the anxiety, the depression, I, you know, like it's our favorite, we're going to, our go slogan, but <laughs> it, it was, know, uh, right? it was a lot at 24. It was a lot. I, anywhere where I am now, it's like, as I got to 30, I was like, oh, you know, all the women, this is where the pressure of society comes in, like thinking you're going to age out 30. That needs to go. Every, there are all the women that are, stand up with me right now and throw your fucking arms in the air because that needs to go. We cannot push this narrative that you age out at 30, this, that. Yes, there will be complications. There can be complications or there can be this or there can be that. But reasons to push women into the fear of doing anything after 30 because the narrative has changed so much. Like we look at when our 
for children, having babies. They were like 15, 16, having babies, getting married, living on the farm. And that was okay in that time. But that's kind of where I feel like the comes from that we have to have a man, a house, a career of this, of that, and had her kids running around. And it's like, uh, anyone else see what's wrong no. with that picture? Well, and I mean, I think uh, the thing is, is that we can all attest to is like, look at how different that was for them back then, you know, like there wasn't there, the everything costs so much more. And, and we are so much more materialistic. And that's just the way the world is. It's not a necessarily good or bad thing. I think we can have our fights on that's good sometimes. And that's bad sometimes. But now it's it's changed. Not just one income is enough to support a family anymore. Um, not for most, no. not for you know, um, certain places and certain situations. So now it's, it's gone from, you know, being 16 and being able to be, you know, the wife stayed at home and we're homemakers. And that's amazing. And if you can do that now and your income allows that with your spouse, that's amazing. Uh, but I just know from a lot of experiences um, that a lot of women can't, and they have to then now go to work as well as take on children and all that kind of stuff. So I think it, it there's still that mindset of, you know, having to, stay at home and take care of the kids. But unfortunately, that's just not a reality for a lot of people these days due to where we are in the world and, and how, how much further, you know, so the narratives definitely changed from being able to be younger. And, you know, so I think it wasn't necessarily that um, I just think no one knew what it was like to have kids in their 30s back then. It was just so such a thing that you did. So oh, it was yeah. just so feared, right? And now, like my mom will tell me and told me growing up, she had me when she was 19, 20, and she had my siblings when she was in her 30s. And she's like you said, there was obviously there's definitely can be some complications, but they're fine now. And she's, you know, in her mid 50s and they're both grown. And she would tell me again, like, you need to have kids when you're ready. And for some people, like you said, like maybe you weren't mentally ready, but obviously it, 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 it took you off of a bad path and put you on a good one and kind of, you know, maybe forced you to deal with things a little bit sooner. And now it's maybe a little bit harder because all of a sudden cash is five now and dealing with these things. And you're like, oh shit, no, like I, I'm just learning about this too. Um, but in the flip sense, if he didn't show up, like, where would you be now? Oh man, I'd be, I, I always tell, I, I'm literally going to say it. I feel like I'd be dead. <laughs> Right. So I just think it's such an, a beautiful thing that, you know, sometimes the universe is just like, yeah, maybe you don't feel like you're mentally ready, but I'm going to give it to you. you and I know this. you're going to thrive and yeah, you need this and you're going to, you know, you and cash are going to figure that out together. Um, and you know, where, our, you know, my mom's teaching me at a younger age and you get the advantage of teaching cash now and being hyper aware so that he can be aware. And I think that's such a beautiful fucking cycle of life, man. I just think it's great. But I totally agree with you. Like you're in that moment, you look back and you think you're so confident and then you grow a couple of years and you're like, Ooh, wow. And I think we look at our 16 year old selves and you're like, Whoa, what? So yeah, I, I can, I totally relate to that. But I just, I just love that. So many moms are like, yeah, I was probably not ready, but like to watch your guys is like glow up and, and see how amazing you're raising your kids now, even though you didn't feel like you're in the right spot. It's just, it's super awesome to see. And like, I'm just some, like, if I'm a mom, it's going to be later in life for my own reasons, but it is so inspiring to see that for you guys. And like, mine is just, it was never right time or right place or if I can. Right. So I just, I love hearing your guys' stories because it's, it's, it's great for you to be like, Oh yeah, that, that kid was my wake up call. And, and now I just, you know, hundred percent, I just love it. Like, and, and I love it. I'm, 
sorry. It's just, we're both to talk to each other. We just love, we love these conversations that we get going. And it's like, it's amazing. And I, I do like, I warm and fuzzies all the time from Brandy because she's just like, she's like on a different way. And it's like, Hype, you know, when you think a person, you think about someone who's just going to tell you, like, if you say something stupid, like, oh, I'm ugly, they're going to be like, not like, she's, you're like a hype girl in like, the ways that the moms that have the mom shame and the mom guilt, like, that's the kind of hype person you are to me, like, you pull me out of spot, like, oh, okay, all right, you have like, I didn't think about it like that, okay, okay. Well, it's because you guys are so deep into it and you guys are so passionate about your children and and you see it and it's like, it's just like with Instagram and all that, you know, a lot of the stuff again is highlight reels and and it's good, but it's, you know, again, we go back to toxic positivity, you know, you know, exactly. And, and things are hard and they're messy. And it's just like, I think we forget that in ourselves because we're so, you know, you care so much and, and it's totally amazing, but it's okay to be like, oh, you know, I love my child, but my, I know a lot of women are like, oh, my pregnancy wasn't great. And then I feel bad. You don't need to feel bad no. about any of those things. And, and I'm sorry if anybody does feel that way. Um, and if you do, like, we're here to talk about it, but your unique story is yours and it doesn't make you love that. Nothing breaks my heart more. It's like when people are like, oh, I didn't have a good experience of this or that and the other. Um, so I'm not a good mom. Oh, and, man. Let me you just need to love your children and you know, we're here to say that. And I think, you know, I know my mom has gone through that. And I'm just like, I am so happy right now. And I'm in such a good space. And I think as long as you love your kids, and you just respect them, and to grow, I think that's, that's it. But oh man, here we're going off topic again, because we're just so good at this. So anyways, (laughs) moms, we see you, we love you, you're good people. Let's work in 2021 to remove all sort of self shame. Now that's for yourselves, for moms, for anyone, but you know, this, this one is about pregnancy. So let's get back on track and talk. So we decided that you thought you're ready at the time and you're good for it. And that's good because maybe that self-confidence got you through to be like, I'm just going to fake it till I make it. And you're still doing great now, but getting down to it, how was your actual pregnancy itself? Like your, your body changes, any weight gain, the good, the bad from conception to birth. How was your actual pregnancy itself? Honestly, really good i was super lucky in the aspects that all the fear as you guys know i have anxiety it's no secret so really i had a lot of fear around a lot of shit and was quite pleasantly surprised that i had very easy 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 pregnancy i was i think the hardest for for me was first and it's only because my partner at the time wanted me to have the best vitamins out there. So when he was going to get prenatals, he got me um, like the highest content of vitamins and minerals. And it actually turned out that that is what was aiding getting as sick as I was getting. Cause the doctor was like, what kind of prenatals are you taking? And I was like, these. And she's like, holy shit, there's stuff in there. Let's go down to a basic baseline prenatal because your body's never had this and now you're trying to fucking give it 9,000 more than it needs. She's like, slow down. You don't need this. You don't need to take all the fancy crap. She's like, take the no-name brand. Like, you don't have to go broke to have the proper pregnancy. And I just laughed because it was like, like, and it was just nice too. It was nice and real to be real like that about that because it was like you know you know i don't know they could probably i don't know what happens for some people maybe they get sold on the high 
in prenatals. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm just saying like the, the life brand works just fine. Um, then, so uh, what else? What do I want to talk about here? Pregnancy was good. What was your favorite part? What was your favorite part of being pregnant? Watching my belly. I don't know. Oh, it was just cute. like, I, w- I did not have a shirt on while I was at home. Like I had a shirt on my entire fucking pregnancy. If I wasn't, if I was anywhere but in my house, I didn't have a shirt on. So I was like, uh, I just liked it. Watching it, I liked watching the dark line show up too. Like that line that kind of comes, I don't even know. It, I don't even know what time it comes. And I was just like, have you one of those like magic dinosaurs in the water and then just sat waited for it to grow? Like that's what it was like. It was like, I know I'm. Yes. in there like why can't i see it i remember thinking yeah the beginning i was just like why the fuck am i going my mom's like yo it's because you're three weeks pregnant okay like <laughs> give it some time and i'm like this is this is really funny because it's like the that culture or that age that we're in where it's like instant gratification right where i'm like oh i'm pregnant i want to i want to see it and it's like I remember when I hit six months and I was like, can it go back in anymore? Can it, is it going to, why is it expanding so much? <laughs> what is happening? And like, it was, yeah, it was all over the place. It's like the, no one really prepares you for the roller coaster that is pregnancy. Like I say that and with all the love and lightness in my heart. Yeah. There's Lamaze classes. Yeah. My mom was a parent. She parented me and my brother. Like there was so many people around me that had so much experience, but like, what I want to hone in on is there's a lot going on for you while you're pregnant. And it, if you're, if you're like me and you have the anxieties and stuff, it makes it very hard for you to be present. So I think what my biggest issue, like my, I'm going to call it my, maybe my least favorite part about my pregnancy was my lack of presence. Looking back, I'm, and I'm calling it out on my own way. And I, other people can say what they want. Like they can say, no, you were fine. And it's fine. It's all fine, but I'm just, yeah. I'm doing this as a process. Cause I'm like, how can I make my pregnancy better? For sure. With and there's, it. And there's, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with saying, okay, this is what it happened. You, you were never pregnant before. So how on earth would you have known how to, ex- and now also you've grown. So if you go through it again, you know what happened, but everyone can be different too right? You can go into your next one. It could be completely different with a different spouse, different time yep, in your don't life. Hold on to right? expectations. So I think there's nothing. Yeah. And I think that's fair to say, Hey, this wasn't the greatest. So now if this happens again, I'm aware this was my favorite part and I'm excited for this. You know, I think that's the beautiful part is looking at it as a whole experience and not just always the good, the bad, the, you know, be excited for the things that can go good and be aware of the stuff that can go bad the best that you can. And I think, that's the beauty of everyone's journey and each child is it's going to be different. It's a wild ride. And I think some women get addicted to that. And yes. I think that's kind of, um, it's uh, we're like adrenaline junkies went on that, like coasting off the highs and lows from pregnancy. Oh, totally. And I've heard that quite a few times from a lot of women. I'm like, okay, sure. All right, yeah, okay. Still, when you're like, still that terrified mind, you're like, yeah, mm-hmm, okay. okay. It's like the first time you're like, you know, like when you're like seven, whatever, however you're into doing drugs for the first time, like, yeah, it's so fun. And you like your anxiety is like, <laughs> But, you know, but, but we're going to get in trouble for this. But, um, yeah. Did you end up finding out the sex of cash before you had him? Or was it like a surprise? Everyone, everyone's so different. And I think this is a totally unique journey to your own. Um, but did you end up 
trying to find out. Oh yeah, I had to know. I'm such a freaking control freak, man. I had to know. It was like, for whatever reason, and this, listen to the, okay guys, everyone take a second and just listen to the crazy that comes out of my, my mouth right now. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I have to find out the sex because I need to decorate the room accordingly. And I don't know what colors are neutral. And this is really funny because of the time we're in right now, because I'm like neutral, the word neutral, it's pretty explanatory. So for whatever reason, I had convinced myself that there was no way to know for sure how to be neutral. So it was best to just know so I could be prepared. That is exactly what I told my partner. I need to know. And he was like, I That's don't know if fair. I want to find out. And I'm like, it ain't your choice, homie. <laughs> like, <laughs> I will keep it from you for the next forever. Don't go into the room. Just give me the money. I will deal with it. <sighs> no, in all seriousness, he was he was pretty cool. He wanted I think he wanted to know too. And he was he was actually more excited when he found out that we were having a boy. I will never fucking forget the look of disappointment on my face display. When she said, look at his, and there's his penis. I just dropped. I was like, I'm not going to be here anymore. I literally don't, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> don't care. Because I convinced myself for like three months that I was having a girl. I was literally going around my house, talking to my belly as if it was a little baby. And we were going to name her Brooklyn. And that's what I was doing. I was talking to her. So I convinced yeah, myself and I found out that he had a penis and I was so mad. I was so fucking mad for like a week. I was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? Like, really? Really? Okay. I guess to be pregnant and I'm carrying the baby, but I don't get to decide the sex. And then I laughed because I was like, you sound like a fucking nut job. You got to calm down. <laughs> but it's true. It's like all these things and you have so many emotions going through your body. Oh. You don't even know how to deal with as is. <laughs> And, you know, you have, like you said, you have this like built up thing in your mind. And I think, I think it's better that, you know, if that was the case that you found out then, because then you were, because obviously we all know at the end of the day, even though you hope for, like most people hope, you know, men, let's say lean to one, well, everyone's different, but you know, you always kind of lean towards the one thing, or you've always pictured this one thing. And when it's not, it's not that you're up necessarily upset. It's just like, you have to readjust that in those moments, of course, especially with your hormones, you're like, this is unjust. Yeah. And then after you're like, this is oh. unjust. Oh, uh, well, I'm really happy to be pregnant and I'm excited either way. I'm not sure who that person was <laughs> that week, but anyways, and it's like, it's so true though. And I think you go, that's fair to go through, especially if you're whole three months. So, you know, I think it was good that you found that out. Cause then, you know, then you have like six months to like, okay, redirect yourself here. Like you're, you're happy and like you love being a boy mom now and everything's all good. But yeah, that's definitely fair. Especially if you spent your whole life thinking like you're going to be a girl mom oh, at first yeah. and you know, whatever, like not putting anything on anything, but these are times are totally different now, but you, uh, you know, it's the same thing when you go to have your wedding and it's not maybe what you thought it was going to be as you, you know, like, what do you mean? I'm not going to be a princess in a castle. Right? Like what? Belle was, what the fuck? Where is my rose and my library of books? Like we were really set up to be, to be disappointed in that. And I was under the impression a stork was going to bring you your baby. Give my baby, even though I seen my mom go through, yeah, go through like a nightmare <laughs> delivery. I still was convinced like, Hey, maybe that stork is still out there and I don't have to deal with any of this. So yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's, if you need to do it, find out if you want that, you know, some people say there's not many surprises in the world and they want that to be one. I totally am for it. I love that, but I am the same with you. I think I would need to know um, just because I'm nosy oh, AF about everything and uh, I'm, <clears throat> and I try not to control a lot of things, but that being said, 
Um, I don't want to go out of control about things. So I think for me, it'd be cool to just know that. And then that's totally fair. So I think, I think a lot of people would feel that way. And, um, you know, I think it's okay to have that if you want it. And if you don't, you don't. I think that's, again, another unique thing that you get to pick. Um, And for you, the obvious reasons, you know, that was good. That was a good choice for you. And some people really, you know, make, they say, you know, kind of, there's that surprise at the end so that, you know, it's not something that is not looking forward to, but, you know, I think some moms, especially for the first time, get worried about labor for the first time. So it's like, oh, I have to have the labor, but at least I'll get to know the sex too. Right. So I can see the 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 temptation for both for sure um with everything with your pregnancy I know you said you had a really good pregnancy and even though you didn't feel at the time was that great is there any advice that you'd want to share with any moms to be or aspiring moms about pregnancy and the whole and everything about it is there anything else that you would want to share um that would be helpful uh totally um okay so when we went through the one of the questions there it was how was your pregnancy my pregnancy was good my labor on the other hand was fucking traumatic so there's that i just want to encourage people to have a good system have a good support system the ver- very first being your partner who you're carrying the baby with like bringing the baby into the world with somebody have somebody that you can talk to because there are things that are going to come up that you're going to wonder that you need to have a space safe space to have that conversation and like that can happen have it with your doctor too like these are things um i was so heavy into bodybuilding prior to getting pregnant that my mentality was i've bodybuilt before i've dieted before i'm over it i don't need to diet don't fucking do that do not do that to yourself do not just think that because you're carrying a human it you know you can just destroy your body with food that's not nutrient based uh and by that i mean like sugar i was eating fucking full bags of candy thing of cake like don't 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 do that if you can try not to and the reason i yeah. say it is because it is important the doctor will keep track of your weight and that was one of the other things that was kind of traumatizing for me it was how uh obsessive the doctor was about the weight scale like the num- weight num- the number on the scale that freaked me out because it was like every time i'd go in for a checkup i had gone far past what i should have grown and that freaked yep. me out and it was like and she told me to stop eating sugar and i was like fuck you <laughs> like you're not carrying the baby That's why funny. do you get like fuck you like why do you get to decide so i didn't take myself um i didn't hold myself accountable for that and it hurt me further down the road in the aspect that if anyone knew me before you saw what I looked like I was very muscular I had pectin nipple I had no body fat I was just very different and then got pregnant and my body grew and stretched so I had no boobs and now I have like these d's that are you know pregnancy boobs they kind of just a little different have healthy conversations about healthy aspects like body changes that are going to happen have those conversations don't be afraid to talk to your doctor don't be afraid to talk to other women to an extent now here's the other thing about that there are going to be women that are going to still have resentment and i say that and i mean that because i i i was able to pick it out there were women that told me things that would happen that i wouldn't be able to change and now looking back at that i'm realizing that that was a projection of their own insecurity and i get that So be aware, be aware of that, but also be aware that 
you know, they're trying to kind of give you a little insight as to things that can happen. And one of the things that I was told is that I was going to stretch beyond recognition and that I would never get my body back. And thank you to the bitch who said that to me because it's fucked with me ever since. It has really fucked with me ever since. I have thought I am worthless. I am nothing. I am no law. I can't be a part of society anymore. I'm a mom now. Love that shit the fuck out of your head. That is you're a bloody miracle and that yeah and that it needs to and people and this is huge one is that people need to and i'm not usually one to say say what to say or whatnot but the telling women after they have a child what their body should be doing and what it shouldn't be doing is absolutely something that i do not stand for in my life and do not agree. You have just done something huge and you let your body heal. Now, do we agree that? Yeah. When you're housing that baby for sure, like the more nutrients you're taking in, the more nutrients you're going to pass through to your baby. I would believe that would make sense. So, you know, and just for your own bad habits, I know for me, if I just like lodge into really bad habits of eating sugar, it just, it's, it's harder to get out and um, your body's already sucking so much out of you that I imagine it's going to suck that out of you too. So, you know, being conscious, but where you're at that, Oh, don't worry. You're going to bounce back. Like that doesn't fucking shut up. <laughs> that's me saying, shut up. I don't usually oh. get aggressive, but that's me saying, shut up. Leave, no, but leave, it, it is. It's just hard. He's completely alone. No comments on that. Like it shouldn't be a comment that's, on don't anyone's put your body expectations at any point on them. Yeah. But especially when women are going through that postpartum, um, whether that's a year, two to three years, it, it's nobody's business as to where they're at. Um, as long as they're, you know, let, like there's a degree, we know when people are not being healthy, you know, and, and, and moms do need to take care of themselves for sure that you shouldn't be the last and not eat. That's not a thing. However, how you're, as long as you are being healthy and taking care of yourself, how your body reacts to that postpartum is no one's fucking business. And I mean, like Sorry. I got and so breath. much Brandy, like you'd be, I remember the day that I was at the gym, that I actually left the gym because a man came up to me. And I know, I know, don't everyone jump down my throat. I'm not saying because he's a man and I'm a woman and that's sexist. It's nothing to do with that. This was just a person who has had children and um, was just coming to say like, just genuinely to be cautious. But I was in a place of, victim mentality so I took it super personally and I left because I was like he, he actually did say that I shouldn't be working out and I was like mad about it because my doctor told me that I could and I didn't I was outraged that I felt like I needed to be walking around with a public waiver saying that I'm allowed to be here like that pissed me off it was like why the fuck wouldn't you want to be in the gym pregnant like that's another thing like women have everybody has their own journey so people who and that's what I need to say, too, about the people who project their own stuff. Like a lot of women who couldn't work out during their pregnancies are the ones that are projecting onto the other moms that they shouldn't work out. And it's like, don't give them that fucking notion. Let them talk to their doctor and find out for themselves because everybody's different. Yes. And just know that if you're looking at someone um, and they're making these choices for themselves, that whether they consult someone or not, that's, that's their choice. And for the most part, most people have gotten approval for it. And even if they haven't, 
that's not your place to say anything. Um, if you see, you know, a pregnant woman outside doing a bunch of meth or heroin or something like that, like for sure call the authorities if it's something illegal. Um, but if a woman is going to McDonald's because she wants a cheeseburger and she's starving and that's all she has and she's pregnant, leave her alone. If she's going to go to the gym and have, uh, you know, a fruit juice cleanse drink, let her do that as long as her doctor, like they're everyone's choices. They know what's best for them. And if not, that's not our business to say that unless there is actual reason for, you know, serious harm. Like obviously come on now. We're not gonna be like, Oh yeah, it's fine. Just, just go ahead and do more of that. No, like, totally. If it's hard drugs or something, you know, obviously there's a line, but you know, you don't know what that woman's going through that day. And we all, you know, it's just not our bodies to make that decision and our choices. So I think that's a really fair, fair thing to say that, you know, like no one should come up to you in the gym and tell you, you can't do that. Obviously you've made the decision for yourself and your baby and you've talked to your doctors and you've cleared it. Um, and you don't, you shouldn't have to have a sign saying that it should just be, um, yes, there's neglectful people, but it's, you know, most people, again, like we're saying are good people. So to have the assumption that they're not doing the right things for them and their child is just ignorant and rude. Like, and I, yeah, and, no, totally. Right. And I think that's kind of where you feel. So uh, how do you feel now flipping over into the polls or do you want to jump in and see what everyone else on Instagram has to say? Or do you have any more, any more advice for those? Mo- I mean, again, guys, pregnancy is such a huge topic. I feel like everything we've talked on is on such a like light, you know, what we can do and a half. Um, but for the most part, I think what's beautiful with Kayla's is she didn't, you know, she didn't feel pressured to be a mom. She always felt welcomed and and aligned with being it. She had a good pregnancy. You know, her labor, we're going to jump into at the end of the month so she can share that. I'll put my earmuffs <laughs> on for it. Uh, just kidding. And, uh, and yeah, so I think, you know, there's going to be contrasting stories of having good and bad pregnancies. And it was exciting to me when you're like, no, man, I had a really great pregnancy. Like, and that's just really exciting to hear because I think again, it's unique to everyone and your labor might've been crap, but at least the nine months leading up to was a wonderful experience. And it was magic, man. There are times where I can remember that I was like talking. Okay. So I was this kind of mom. Then I know that I have other moms out there that can relate, but I was very, once I knew and wrapped my head around the fact that I was having a boy, I was very, very in tune with myself. I would um go in the baby room because I was neurotic and I had it set up at six months because my partner worked away and I was convinced that I was going to go into labor early while he wasn't home and that stuff wasn't going to be done so it was all done at six months his entire room was set up so then I would go in there and I would sit on I would sit in the rocking chair and I would pre-read stories to him or I would sing or I'd put head I'd put my big headphones on my belly and I would have let him listen to the music. So there are moments in my life now with him where I'm wondering if he heard me. And you know, and I just connect them and I'm like, because there are little things he'll be like, oh, I remember that. And I'm like, how the fuck do you remember that? Like, why, how? How? <laughs> and I think you just I think too, you had that connection at that moment and you were able to like immediately you know start imagining the future with him and I think that is the beautiful thing of having that moment of that gender reveal of knowing especially if you're a person that you know you can't control a lot of things through pregnancy and labor and motherhood but at least you can control like certain things that's in your mind in that sense right so to be able to flip that to being like okay now I'm gonna have a boy let's let's look at how grateful we are to have and all the fun things we can have with that and I think that's such a beautiful time to connect and you had that and I think that set you up to be a successful 
mom and, you know, be prepared to do all those fun boy things and, and, and just switch your mindset from like, we don't know, we're a little girl to like, oh, we're going to be into, you know, trucks and rough and tumble and, you know, whatever. And we're not labeling anything no, to where they totally. are, but you know what like, I mean? Like, honest to God, I've said it and I've said it so many times to so many friends, but I am thankful AF that I did not have a girl first, especially considering the fact that everybody that knows me knows that it's uh, me and my partner are no longer together. We co-parent amazingly. Like I just, I need everyone to know that like, this isn't a dish on, there will never be a shit talk like that towards him in regards to him. I have no beef. We have grown. We have all come to a point where we are literally so much further ahead and uh, I'm just glad that I didn't have a girl on my own to be like, I, I was struggling so much as a female that I don't think I would have had it in me to raise a, a, a daughter by myself. I think that um, I needed to go through a lot more healing and that I needed to be in a better space because I really am afraid that if I would have had a daughter that I would have done a lot of irreparable damage to her being as unhealed as I was. And I know that my son is more, children are resilient, but girls, I don't know. It's just a girl to a girl. There's some, there's toxic things you can do and say to little girls that will destroy them. And I am a girl, so I can tell you that that's happened. Uh, but yeah, I am happy that we did have a boy and that I didn't have to, it was just for whatever reason. And I think I have a few other moms too, that say that it, it boys are a little bit easier. Like it's it, it, all parenting is hard, but boys are a little bit easier in a, in a few of the aspects. And then, um, it's just, yeah, little things like. I think it's fair to say too, as having a daughter, um, more likely she's going to mimic a lot of your behaviors and patterns and, and fall into same things because you, cause you know, you're like, that's just girls naturally all the same as their moms where it's like the boys kind of leaned more to go do things with dads and play, not saying that, you know, it's open for everyone. You go play sports with yeah. cash, but you know what I mean? There's just certain things that, you know, you go to your mom for and that like emotional, like love and everyone's different guys. We're not saying, but for the most part, right. So for you, it's just kind of like, you know, cash, isn't going <laughs> to search for his worth maybe in his body as much as say, no, exactly. Exactly. His boys are different in that sense. Not saying that they don't suffer, but they just, they're, they're different behaviors, even if the feelings are the same. So he's not going to pick up your behavioral patterns as a female, as much it, it'll be processed through a boy's more of a, a boy's upbringing. No, and you I do. And we're say. very careful like, too, know. like in our house, I've kind of made sure that we're, we're careful about the way we talk about ourselves and we're careful about the way that we let him know. Like uh, my boyfriend um, now is uh he just went through a big weight loss journey and I was like really, really after him to be careful about the way he was verbalizing his uh, stuff. Like, Oh, I'm such a fat piece of shit. Like, let's not say that. <laughs> Maybe let's just be a little nicer. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because they yeah. And I don't want him to, I don't ever yeah, want to see sure. my son stand in a mirror ever and say anything negative because he's, uh, he's beautiful. You know what I mean? So it's just like, ah, yeah, that for sure. And we don't notice that. Don't yeah. And we don't notice that, that we're, our self hate is, is picked up by not even just our children, but people around us. And so we're off on this podcast in my life, like done with the self, the self hate and the self shame of all the things. And, and this is just another episode where we're saying, you know, like new moms, moms to be 
Like you just yes. do you baby girls. You have that baby, you do your thing on you. And uh, let's, um, let's jump over. I'm uh, not to cut you off because again, we can talk about this forever, but let's jump over to the polls and see kind of like a little bit on the lighter end, how other people's pregnancies were and when it all started and, and that kind of jam to, to wrap yes. up this beautiful episode. Totally. Let's get after cool it. All right, so we have flipped, and I am going to ask the poll questions, and Brandy's going to give us our answers. And for number one, we had, did you always know you wanted kids? So um, we kind of did multi-choices with these a little bit more. I kind of picked words to try, and I don't know, I'm not a parent. So we put yes, always, (laughs) yes, always, which was three. As I aged was two. I put it just clicked because I think for me, there's just kind of been moments where I'm like, yeah, I'm ready for this. But that was zero. So no one related. That's okay. And then the right (laughs) person and timing was two, which um, I kind of feel is more a little bit more relatable to me, too. But and then the other I put a little box of others. And it was funny. All three girls that responded um, said that they didn't want kids. They were an oopsies, but they were a good oopsies. So it just made me laugh because all three that. of them said the exact same thing, but they had different ways of saying it. And it just kind of made me giggle. I was <laughs> like, I love this. <laughs> I like that, actually. Like, that is a that is a really sweet thing. And honestly, like, it is relatable because there are times where I, as a mom now, I'm just like, I did not want kids. But generally, those are just in the moments where I'm having a hard time. So I'm like, I am still one of those ones that always wanted Yeah, kids. for sure, right? <laughs> and I love that. So yeah, it sounds like it's either it was like, yeah, I'm for sure we're planning from it. And it was, or it was like a handful of being like, whoops, but it was a good whoops and we love our kids or we're all just lying because we just want, if our kids hit here this one day, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I know you all love your kids. <laughs> you know the song, like, whoop, there it is. Yeah. It could be like, oops, there it yeah. is. You know, yeah. like, that's fucking yeah. funny. I'm, oh, I'm, um, I'm a welcome whoop, so that's okay. Were you? Yeah, I am. Okay, I okay. I, honestly, I'm I'm going to go ahead and say I was a whoops yeah. too, you know, with my history. Yeah, and you were a whoops and a, oh, look at this kind of a, <laughs> ooh, Alrighty, okay. We were, we were just destined to be together, girl, I, I swear. Um, Number two, have you ever felt pressured to have children? So we had yes, which was four, no, which was five, Mm. sometimes, which was three, and not anymore was zero. So for me, it was would have been a yes, but not anymore. So that was definitely why I put not anymore, because people don't bug me about it anymore. Um, So that was good that the majority said no. I think it's kind of like in the middle here, because three people were saying sometimes. So I think it's a real split down the middle when it comes to pressures of having kids yeah no and that makes sense for sure and I like how it's the yes and not anymore because like it's the same but I actually was talking to my partner about this the other day someone legit like in the last month or so or last month wait were we April sorry guys I'm get I get like behind but whatever I was we were around somebody that we hadn't seen in a long time you know pandemic fucking restrictions all that jazz we she asked me flat out Oh, it was my birthday. It was that was months ago. Oh my god, she's like, "You guys gonna have kids?" And I swear to God, it's every time I see her, and I'm like, I'm just putting it to that's a generational thing now. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, their time was not unacceptable. That was something you just blunt outright asked people. And nowadays, it's like, well, you know, we like we talked about women. There are some women that don't want to have kids, so it's like yeah. kind of a weird question to throw out at women, but. We could get think, Gavin for a long time. No, I well, and to to that, I think <laughs> if we would have asked that you know, 15, 20 years ago, I think the majority probably would have maybe not said pressured, but I think they all would have just assumed that that's what everyone did all the time. It was more just understood 
that that's what you women do were yeah. at home yeah so it, I think they I don't know if they would have felt pressured I can't speak for that generation but I think that maybe some of them just didn't know any different because that's how they were raised but I think for sure more I think safe to say that it was less likely that you didn't have kids and got married back then so I think that would I think yeah but carry on sorry I'm trying to think about no I'm trying to think about like how many you're like your grandparents on your side like how many siblings does your mom or dad have do they have a lot of siblings um okay so my mom has uh three siblings but my grandma has like 11 see that's what I'm talking about I'm like notice how we seven or I don't even know what I think what yeah I want to say like eight or nine. I'm sorry, family, okay. if you're listening. I know all of you and I can name them all, but off the top of my head, I'd say we're like under 10, including my grandma. So yeah, okay. no, and they're, and my great grandpa's still alive and my great grandma too. Oh, um, yeah. So they all had kids really young, right? So my okay. grandma was 16, 17 when she had my mom and my mom was 19, 20 when she had me. So. And I mean, that's know. interesting. Yeah. And then my great grandparents, like my grandma was one of the first daughters. So she was old, old, one of the eldest. And so, and they had them quite young back then too. Right. So that's why now it's, you know, there are still people that have great grandparents, but then if you like kind of skipped a generation, you know, like when I went to school, I had a friend whose parents were the same age as my grandparents. Oh yeah. I, that happened that was more uncommon, but it was a thing. No, that I'm, that's actually funny that you say that. Cause I think that happened for like in, on our side too. It's really interesting how we look back, like at the, like the time where our parents were growing up or our, or our parents' parents, I just can't get over that. Like in that time we were in grade nine when we were 15. So let's just say that. So yeah, at gross. 15, you are married, 15 and 16, you are married on the farm popping out babies and I mean that was the thing but it's just like that is pretty gone with the times and I think that it's been gone with that like I have one brother that's it yeah my parents have like four or five siblings and I'm like yeah, I got one brother yeah and um, <laughs> coming to affordability too right so let's yeah. uh, we're squirreling again oh yeah frick yeah we are <laughs> um yeah okay my bad so the third one no, you guys okay, was it's so funny but it's just like it's it's relatable how old were you when you first got pregnant so we had teens was one 20s was eight 30s was two and 40s plus was zero. Oh, i wish um, i would have so you go ahead did you answer in there no i wish sorry i was wish that um there's some people that i know that have had kids after 40 so i'm like i wish that we were connected on social media so i'm gonna work that out and figure that mm -hmm. one out yeah, no. And I mean, I definitely, there are some all over the place. I think, again, guys, this is just off of our, I just put it on the be real babe one, just because uh, I just wanted to make sure everyone was safe coming to these things. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so I think that's majority of my friends were in their twenties um, for sure. Yeah. But again, that's too, also a demographic, right? So, but I think generally speaking, I think twenties and thirties is more our generation where it's like a little bit younger would probably be or a little bit later, holy crap, earlier in life, like my mom's age, that was definitely more 20s, teens, where it's like, I think people are having them a little bit later in life. But that being said, there's still a lot of young moms too that just fucking slay it. Fucking slay. Totally. And I mean, I don't think Which it's, leads. yeah, it, to it does. It leads us into our next one. Uh, we were, were you as ready as you could be? 
So I put uh, yes as much as I could, which was one, not at all, which was three, um, somewhat was two, and nope, but welcomed it was four. And I think that was probably the three that had a whoopsies for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Or whoopsies. I love that. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So how do you prepare for something? You don't really know. <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, you have some time, at least it's not like a cold where you don't have any warning if you're going to get a cold just there. Yeah, exactly. Pregnancy or baby. It's like, it's not just like you get pregnant like next day it's out. I mean, I wouldn't mind that, but just kidding. Uh, You know, like (laughs) upgrade, like speed it up. Like the last month is the worst. I'm just going to say that. Uh, I think every woman out there agrees with me that the last trimester is the longest lasting trimester and uh, it's brutal. Yeah. Like why do we have to drag everything out? It's a long time. 10 months is a long ass time to be growing something like that's, that's a lot of incubation time. So much. Uh, then yeah, we go, are we rolling in? We're just rolling. Um, the next yeah. one is, was your pregnancy planned or surprise? So 20% said planned and 80% said surprise. <laughs> yeah. That I just, that's not shocking to me at all. And the funny thing is, is I, know, I love it. Yeah. Like, fuck that's surprise. Just surprise. Yes. I'm a surprise. I know a lot of surprises and we're welcome surprises, but surprises nonetheless. Oh, totally. And yeah, it's kind of like, it kind of makes it put in this perspective. Like for me in a way, I don't really know where I got these ideas that I had to grow up, get a career, picket fence, house, husband, baby. Um, You know, because people coming out and saying that their pregnancies were not planned. Like that gives me a sense of comfort in a way that, not everything you do has to be down to the science, you know? It's kind of refreshing. Yeah, Hollywood did that. Ooh. Hollywood did that. Oh, yeah. Where, yeah, we right? could, that could, ooh, that's going to. Well, that's a whole nother episode. Another topic. That's a whole nother season. That's a whole other. That's a whole other channel. Channel, yeah. Like, yeah. potentially. If you guys want me and Kayla to jump into conspiracies with you guys and show you what we've learned. I'm not, we're not saying we believe these. We're just saying we researched. Yeah. And, like look into things but we're getting squirreling again but squirrely. you guys let us know squirreling because we 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 love to get on that but anyways hit us next. up in our reviews our next question yeah. is for the most part your pregnancy was and we have some options brandy amazing. amazing was two awful was four bit of both was two and each different was one. Oh, interesting okay okay so it sounds like our, our community, at least, has a little bit more, less of great, but I think without certainty, 100% would say it's worth it. So that's a benefit. I mean, it's a, it's a challenge. And there are two, there are women out there that get pregnant and have no health issues. And then for whatever reason are handed like a plethora of health challenges along the road and like, that sucks. And I just want to say that. And I want to be, you know, like we are here. We, that, you know, it's just brutal. Sometimes it can turn out like, you know, you're excited and then it happens and then it, it's, it's hard and it's terrifying and traumatizing in its own weird little ways. So we hear you, we see you and we, we know that that's a, a thing and it's happens. So, you know, just be a part of this community, be gentle and, you know, it's, it is what it is. And I think the, every time I go back and I listen, I always, I always say this. And I think I, um, your catchphrases, I just laugh at all of it. <laughs> yeah. I just think that, um, a lot of times too, if you just have more information that will hopefully not saying that you could change anything, but 
maybe just some awareness to what's going on and being more educated of not educated but knowledgeable of what's happening to your body and other women's experiences like maybe that can help take some of the maybe depression or guilt that you guys shame that you build up um or even just like any of that kind of weird feelings that happen when your hormones are all over the place and the questions that come up like it's nice to know that other people that's that's normal for them and and I don't know um for you guys but for me like I've had a, a week and um I've just been using all the things that I have been preaching on here and trying to remain calm through all the wild things and it really helped I didn't my anxiety didn't go overboard so it just kind of I think shows that the more information you have, you're just better equipped. So hopefully we can, and if it's awful, it's awful. I'm sorry. It's the, I guess it's the sacrifice that you have to make to have a beautiful baby. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, you're right on the money there. It's a exchange. And uh, I, I just hope for everyone, if you had a crappy one, that, it, that you feel that it's worth it in the end. And if, if not, I'll take them. Just kidding. Oh yeah. And I mean like, Oh, that's, that's awesome. sweet as I love that. Um, we are, whoop, 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 whoop. I don't want to be saying rolling. Um, <laughs> this, sorry, guys. A better catchphrase. We will. Like, I, we had put out a lot of episodes. That being said, though, it's only been five or six weeks we've been recording. So sorry if our catchphrases are getting redundant, but or we'll try and come up with new ones over time. Yeah. Um, and we... I, I did move things around, so I'm messing with Kayla. So how did how many kids did you have? Oh, did you What's move next? them around? I did. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. Oh, okay. Um, how many kids did you have? Yeah, so I'll just answer. Yeah, there currently you go. Okay, pregnant okay, was gotcha. no one right now is currently pregnant. Um, one was three people, two was four people, three kids was one person, and then other was six, and then two Earthside and six losses. So oh, that's okay. a lot. That's a lot of babies all the babies sending all the love all the love um yeah i love i love when people share all of that too because those are just as important like we said yeah they are i won't reiterate because i reiterated that a thousand times but definitely come to us if you ever want to talk about that uh i think for myself if we do i like the idea of one um only because i'm already a lot and i already have three cats and they're like your babies i'm happy with one yeah I just want to have one and I want to spoil the fuck out of it makes and sense I have a brat I'm just kidding <laughs> hey well I mean it's all right I have one kid and I kind of low-key do spoil the shit out of him and I'm like sometimes I'm I go back and forth between am I overcompensating because I feel like I'm not I'm lacking in the parent like to child ratio or you know am I actually loving him so I have I have like dude that when you when it happens when you're doing it, I can't wait for however you guys do it, whatever happens. I'm so excited to be on the other end of the phone when you call to ask questions. I'm very excited yeah. about that part. Like, whole, when you call and you got to be like, holy shit, Kayla, I don't know what just happened. And it's either like a pooplosion. That is my word for like a massive poop explosion. Pooplosion. Um <laughs> Or you've had to tell them not to do something and you're so rattled that you had to tell them not to do that specific thing. You've got to call me and be like, hey, I just had to tell him not to do this or so-and-so to do that. And I'll, I will just, I can't wait. I'm excited. 
Yeah, it'll be fun. And it'll just be like, oh, remember when I said I couldn't help you with cash? Well, we're going through this Here we now go. And you're helping me with me. Yeah. <laughs> so the last one, I think I messed you up too. I saw my fault. Sorry, guys. We're just a, we're just a hot mess this week. Hot so uh, the last question was, did you find out the gender of the baby? And oh, yeah. six was yes. One was no. I put wasn't available just in case, you know, sometimes you can't get it. And that was zero. And then it was different for each child. And then we had another response saying, I was told the wrong gender for my twins. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's interesting. So I don't know how Kayla would have handled being told she was having two boys and then two girls popped out. I'm going to freak out. out at like. <laughs> oh yeah. I would have freaked out for sure. I would have yelled at the doctor. Dude, I yelled at the doctors anyways. Like this wasn't, oh man. Back. No, Just I was kidding. yelling, get it out, get it out. Yeah, that's get fair. So that's, that's good to know. I think for me too, like we've talked about this, I would too, a hundred percent for the same reasons that, you know, uh, as much as I do love surprises, I totally love the beauty of that. Um, and I get it. Uh, I think that my OCD and anxiety and all those other things that will just make life harder for me, it would just be so much easier. And if it's wrong, well, then it's, I guess it's a, I guess after, what do you do? Laugh. You can't really do anything. Like you can't return them. No. So you have to laugh about it. I think. I mean, I feel like, yeah, because I was just thinking about that. Like, how would you have felt like basing your entire pregnancy off thinking that you were having, cause it's not, it's honestly, I'm just going to say this and I'm sorry for the moms who've had this happen. Cause I'm like, not in your shoes but I really you I just like it's super hard for the doctors and they like it's based on like where your bladder is like you have to drink a bunch of water and you can't eat your bladder has to be full and then you got to go in there and you're pregnant so like you got a lot of crap so it's like hard to get the perfect picture so they can't really see like they'd have to like probably like open you up or something to like really be able to tell that's my guess. So yeah. I'm like, you know, yeah. it's, it is, yeah, I think you'd have to kind of not perfect science. No. Yeah, exactly. It's, no, I, I mean, it's not serious. I'm sorry for whoever's had that. It's not funny. We're just saying like, at, what else do you do? Right? Yeah. Like, and I mean, I think, I hope that people have, you know, they were like, they were, you know, it wasn't too much like for them. Cause I know I would have been like distraught for like at least a week. It's like, hopefully it was someone that was just like, I'm just happy if it's a healthy baby right? and not someone like, yeah, just neurotic, just neurotic is what we call it. <laughs> yeah. How do we control this? Uh, all right, guys. So I think that about wraps it up for our episode of pregnancy. I want to thank you guys again so much for being here and listening to our show and all the feedback that we get. Um, the next episode we're going to do is a lot more fun. We're going to do a little throwback to the nineties. So that'll be fun reminiscing on memories from when we were younger. Uh, and I really hope that, uh, you guys jump into our guest episode because we will have a guest episode airing this weekend as well, showing other experiences with our couple other returning. Actually, are they all returning? No, two returning guests and one new babe. That's going to be a returning guest again soon. We're getting people addicted to this. Hell yeah, we are. We're getting them addicted. It's so great. So thank you, Kayla, so much for sharing all the stuff about pregnancy. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed everything. And we just want to thank you guys again for being patient. We're working through audio stuff and connecting and upgrading our gear as we go. So thanks again for being patient. And do you have anything you want to add before we sign off for the day? Um, no, just that I love you. And this is always amazing. And I'm grateful for every chance we get to come and do this. And I just wanted to put that into the universe and one of our shows. So it's like out there. Um, I appreciate this friendship so much and I'm glad we get to do it because it's so cathartic for me and I hope that it's like that for you and I guess I don't know like until 
Well, we talk all the time, but like until later or until tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I totally love it. I love you too. I love where this is going. I love the community that we're building. And I think both of us feel aligned AF. And we just want everyone else to feel the same and hope they feel loved and seen. And we appreciate every everyone and all people. And we will see you in our next fun, weird, new, different way we're going to do things for this episode. Because fucking why not? Why not? Right? All right, shitbirds. Until next time. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm air pumping my fist so hard for that. Like, shitbirds. I can't wait for that to be on a shirt, Bye. you know? Like a little branch with a bird. And it's just like, stick man it. branch bird, and he's like pooping. That's all you see. Just a bird on a branch and little poops coming out. Shitbird. This is perfect. Do you want me to leave this in? Creation. Totally. You can if you want to. I mean, you can erase it. I'll probably <laughs> right, remember guys. it. You've heard it here first. Our first design for swag is going to be a bird <laughs> shitting on other people. And I think that is our perfect time to cut it. All right, guys. Until next episode. Bye. Thank you guys so much for stopping by today. We appreciate you so, so much. If you like this episode and you want to hear more or be updated with episode drops, please make sure to send us some love on our Instagram page, the Be Real Babe podcast. Give us a follow and stay tuned for more realness coming to you next week. Until next time, babes.